Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Are you guys shrimped out? Are you, are you, uh, I, are you, you know f- what? Mentally, I'm not. Yeah. Uh, physically, definitely. You're full of you're full of chitin. But but my brain still asks for more. Yeah. Yeah. Please, sir, may I have some more? That's all it takes. Just more. Just, they, will, they won't stop. They they insist on it. They're they're almost too kind mm. about it. Yeah. yeah. He was uh he was politely suggesting you have more. Yeah. Tonight he wasn't he wasn't like saying have some more right now. Yeah, he was. He was saying, "Have enough to gain an allergy." That's yeah, right. That's what he. he Welcome, folks. It is Geek Shock number three hundred and nine, ten. I didn't think I adjusted it. Three ten. I am Master Torgo. I'm buried in shrimp. Eighties Jeff. <laughs> Fact check, Dandy. And we're here to talk week and geek, gentlemen. Gentlemen. Uh, yeah, we didn't do barbecue this time. We. Yeah, with we did the the endless shrimp. With red lobster. Doesn't feel like a commercial since they're ending that promotion. So, well, they still got a day or two. You got a day. Yeah, in fact, they he, he even told us as we were leaving, it's like, you've got to come back again. We have a day or two left. <laughs> That's all right. I think I, I'm fill, filled up enough. But boy, it's so good. Fill yeah, up on uh, these nuts. It, uh, yeah. Oh, God damn it. Oh, look here. You can see, Todd, just how thick this fucking Masters Universe mini comic book collection is. That is a that is mass. That's beyond fucking thick. the normal size of even the omnibus yeah. collections from yeah. DC. That's a, that's a thick, short, thick but it's comic thick. book. Yeah, it's that's thick. what she said. I can't wait to have it in my sweaty hands. Oh, two days. That's maybe. what she said too. Two days. Yeah. I I, I, oh. I, I knew they had many comics for those, but I didn't realize they had so much that would fill a book that thick. I have approximately fifty of them at home. The old ones. Okay, it's, they were written by a lot of DC authors back in the day too. Right, and how many pages were they each? That, not big, right? Oh, some of them were very big. Really? Yeah, the first couple ones were like <laughs> little novellas. Well, you just guys are making it too easy. You just so badly want to. You just. Oh, I, already, wiener, I, wiener, I already did it a few times. I but, know uh, you have. Yeah, that's what she like, said. I already did it a few times. Wiener, wiener, wiener. <laughs> I'll just drink my iced coffee here. You, you enjoy oh, yeah, that yeah, iced coffee. You go sipping like Kermit. <laughs> right. You turn into the but Kermit meme. But that's, not, of but that's <laughs> not my business. That's not my business. The Lipton tea. <laughs> uh, before we begin, an uh, email I do want to touch on here. Hey, guys. Hey, yourself. It's uh, for horses. Big fan of the show. Thank you. Background. Thank you. Big Star Wars fan and was able to convince the wife while under effects of anesthesia, to name my daughter Mara Jade after my Whoa. favorite extended universe character. That's a, Score. Great, that's a great name no matter what. It really is. It's a top flight name. It's like Nicholas Fury. It's Even just, just Mara. Works. That's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My eight-year-old daughter was so excited about the release of the new movies, exclaiming, awesome, people will see the Mara character. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. I had to be the one to tell her that all the Star Wars history in books, comics, and video games was tossed out by psychotic dick mouse overlord. Erased from existence. Needless to say, I have not read any of the new Coke Star Wars books. Uh, Question. In the new canon, has the 501st Legion been documented to exist, or are countless diehard fans with multiple chapters doing charitable work living a lie? How bad did Disney drop the ball? 
Thank you, uh, Lamont. Uh, P.S. Wife not happy about 11-year-old son inability to stop singing monster balls <laughs> in inappropriate volumes in public places. <laughs> My mission is accomplished. <laughs> I have done all I've set out to do. We're like, just waiting the for lovers, the, the dreamers, and you. That's it. <laughs> We're I just waiting for the I police to come arrest him for contributing to the delinquency of a minor here. <laughs> uh, I can't remember if I said this on air or not, but I, a couple weeks ago, I finally got the 501st joke. I hadn't realized it before. The, the reason that the 501st? Uh, please share. Because that's the number for charities. It's a 501 c charity. Oh, a, I didn't even know that. I didn't occur to me until I was right until I happened to write something about a charity right after writings about the Bible first. I'm like, oh, duh, of course. In answer to your question, thus far, uh, I have not seen that in the novels. Uh, doesn't mean it's not a part of it. It also doesn't mean I didn't miss it because I'm so used to seeing the 501st, I could have read right past it without it going, oh, they've called out 501st. So it just seems to be a part of it. Uh, It'd be a shame if Disney didn't give him a nod. I again. agree. And and I think they will just for that reason. Mm-hmm. No. I mean, I, I get the, the anger at the turning the canon of the EU into the Legends canon and then no longer adding those... Adding to those stories, I understand why Disney's doing it to stop to stop confusion and to have something moving forward. Uh, but I fully get the anger. Um, well, I think that the biggest mistake that they made with the whole EU stuff is that Lucas endorsed it early on, even though he never really said it was canon. Well, he endorsed it, but he specifically said it was not canon. Oh, okay. oh did he? Okay, because yeah. I. He, he made that perfectly clear and continued to make it perfectly clear. And unfortunately, this was always going to happen the moment they yeah. made Star Wars movies past Return of the Jedi in time. Sure. Because, and, well, they, I mean, even, because they wouldn't want that confusion going forward. And even like in Star Trek, they, you know, they've blatantly said what you don't see on screen is not canon. Yeah. And, and that's basically what he said. Too. Yeah. So, what? Yeah. You tell me. Absolutely. That Chicote and Tom Paris never had a fling. Um, I am I, saying it's you can't, me, that's It's canon. not in the TV. If it happened in the novels, it didn't happen. It happened in my brain. <laughs> Wait, does that mean? <laughs> well, then that obviously happened. Well, it's who's to say what is or isn't canon to you? Dream yeah. canon. Yeah, that's your dream canon. That makes all the sense. Dream. dream and I agree. Mara canon. Jade, amazing character. I haven't read much in the uh, EU, but I've certainly read some stories with her. And yeah, fantastic. And I'd like to say, put on a campaign promise for, uh, I don't know if you know, but uh, if you haven't followed the Twitter, uh, I have named Commander K as my running mate. <laughs> I liked his hashtag so one it, heartbeat away. So yeah, it is. What was it? Hashtag one heartbeat away. Yeah. <laughs> knowing, me is, it, knowing me is probably only two, frankly. <laughs> um, Good dunk. That's one. <laughs> and, but uh, so it, our hashtag now is officially a master and commander. 2016. Nice. Oh, yeah. And one of the promises out there, we, we can't, it's, we are going to attempt to use the bully pulpit to allow for further expansion on the original EU to go forward so that at least they could finish out storylines that they had already developed. So again, it's private enterprise. There's only so much we can do, but with bully pulpit, we can actually kind of press for it. So that is a promise to pressure. Disney to allow the expansion of the EU. And for our newer listeners, it's Commander with a K, yes. not not 
with a C. That's right. So master and commander. As good a movie as that is, that's not the hashtag. No. So yeah, I, I get I get your thing. now. Do I think they've dropped the ball thus far? Eh, the novels I've read so far have been pretty good, uh, except for Tarkin. And some people seem to like that anyway. So you read the Tarkin novel. I read the Tarkin novel and Didn't was like thoroughly it. bored by yeah. the Tarkin novel. And okay. I like Tarkin as a character. Sure. I was excited to read that novel because I wanted his expansion. Does it get into uh, why he smells? Oh, yeah. What's it? What is it? Well, it's he uses a certain kind of deodorant that uses Wookiee pheromone. Mm. <laughs> and so coming to Tarkin. So I, it, I mean, it's an acquired foul stench the moment I step yeah. upon this place. <laughs> it's a, it's an acquired taste, is what it so is. So lovely to have you, princess. I wipe Wookiee piss on my <laughs> armpits every morning. I smell of Wookiee piss. I find it hilarious that the uh, the the Star Wars streets here in town. That of all the, all the characters I could have named streets after, Tarkin is one of the ones that gets a street. Absolutely. Yeah. I really there was wanna, a Skywalker Street somewhere here there, in town. It's, it's, there's they're a all together. Oh, they are. There's a Star okay. Wars neighborhood in Las Vegas. It's on in the southeast part of Vegas. I've got close lost to in that neighborhood. Yeah. And yeah, there is a Skywalker Avenue. There's Skywalker, Leia, Kenobi, spelled wrong. Right. Um, Tarkin. Th- Tarkin. I think Vader. Vader, I think, is on there too. Yeah. And I would, re- I really want to live in that neighborhood. I really wonder if the nerd question is a little higher there. The uh, back to the five hundred first, the Damien Metz, who's of the, the runs the five hundred first out mm-hmm. here. Um, he actually lives close enough to that neighborhood that uh, he can claim well, uh, as well, a part of the neighborhood. Well, I went, I went to take a went to take a picture of him there uh, for a, a story, and uh, he showed up in full Vader costume. I think I've said this before. Hanging on the side of a truck, he was in. Uh, you know, he was on the running board of the truck. They drove over with him on a running board. Oh, I've He's seen that, that picture. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so, gentlemen, we are going to have some Mumra today. Yes. Exciting! Exciting. Not not looking forward to going down and unlocking that door, but but you know, oh well. you, the fans call. It's yeah. You heed the call, but the That's fans true. don't have to smell. This mm, there is that, but uh, you know, I did buy a whole bunch of. Uh, Candy for Halloween, and it includes that bag of Twizzler bites. And Twizzler, if you don't get the regular red or the cherry or the strawberry, uh, smell an awful lot like Play-Doh. So that might help. What is it you're supposed to smear into your nose um, when around corpses? I think it's your uh, own poo. No. (laughs) I've been doing some VapoRub last night. That's a VapoRub. That's it. uh, Some Vicks. Some Vicks in my nose because I just couldn't uh it, it helps me not cough it, allergies got me and oh. i was talking so much this week i was just like bleh, bleh, bleh. sure so i sound a bit mm. i get that i'll be fine well you sound and, better and, than you did last week last strip, week you were not everybody well, smells the greatest bad. yeah huh mm-hmm. when you're on the strip not everybody smells the greatest no you it's some, true well, there's a lot of wind this week too well no i only did it when i went to sleep i didn't do it during the day oh no maybe no, you no, should no. only did it for nighttime no no, no. you know the candy corn Put a couple of those up your nose. That'll block the smell. <laughs> they are candy corks at that point. Yeah. <laughs> candy corks, yes. Um, gentlemen, what geeky things you do this week? Jeff, yeah. did you actually get to play Halo? Uh, I did get to play Halo. In fact, I finished it in like two and a half days. That's uh, yeah. That's, I was wow. So whoa, it, it, I know it took I'm, almost as long to download it, as it, it did took, to play. Well, if if you consider <laughs> that I was only playing two or three hours each day. In three days, yeah, it took me just under wow. just under ten hours to finish the story. So, a little disappointed with that. Was the story worthwhile at least? Um, I honestly, I liked the story right up until 
the very end. Did it literally it, take you three times as long to download it as play it? Uh, yeah, more. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Modern yeah. gaming is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I, somebody commented on Twitter that you know that my whole frustration was because I didn't punch in the code early enough. I'm like, yes. I probably should have punched in the code as soon as I got yeah. the damn game. Yeah, you were asking But for it, it shouldn't take three <laughs> fucking days to download. I'm sorry. And we it all is not... learned something from your stress. Well, and that's the thing. is I, 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 I've done other things with our internet. Just I mean, I, I mentioned last week I downloaded the file. Um, I downloaded a couple things on the PS4 yesterday. Um, one of them was a one gig file. It downloaded in like two minutes. So a one gig file in two minutes. Yeah. Boom. Done. So it's clearly not our internet connection. It's Microsoft servers getting hammered. And they should have known it was going to get hammered. And they should have probably, you know, prepared for that. Well, but, and that's probably went along the same lines as it always does for one of these games. Because the same thing happened with SimCity kind of thing. Same thing happens with uh, first day MMOs. Yep. When they do big expansions. That... But they hope is that everyone will have this painful, horrible time, and they know this, but the cost of adjusting that is not as much as they knowing that everyone's going to forget it after a week. Well, I'm not forgetting it, and I'm also not forgetting the fact that the damn game went by so quickly. Um, now, I, I, I enjoyed the story. Okay. Um, I don't want to get too deep into it in case anybody out there is planning on playing it and hasn't played I'm, it yet. I'm sure it's deep. Um. I was disappointed with the ending. Now, because of something specific that happened in the ending to story or? Specifically because there was no ending. Ah. They set it up for a sequel. Like they oh, literally. So part one of They something. literally set up, like they wait till the very, very end of the game to set up that there is a sequel coming. And so I've got to wait two more years to finish out this story. You sure it's a full so it wasn't sequel like we, or not so it wasn't like we finished this story, uh, but here's a hinting of where the story's going to go. It was, we're finishing this story later. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, man. Yeah. It wasn't like an open-ended, like, you know, we can leave it up to Empire you, Strikes your, Back yeah, kind of ending. If, leave it up to your imagination as to whether it is or isn't going to uh, be continued. But this one definitely was... It didn't fade Blatantly set up. No. Well, it was blatantly set up to be continu- to be concluded, rather. In fact, I even think at some point it said to be concluded. Concluded. Concluded? Yeah. Is so, it, I guess so one more episode. So apparently this particular is um, uh, Halo Halo 5 is the middle part of a trilogy story. What was the first part? Four. I guess four was. No. Okay. I, I, I played four not realizing it was. I mean, four ended in such a way that it made five possible, but you didn't need it. So five, it was its own self-contained yeah. story. Five, of course, needed four to you know <laughs> to build upon, but five didn't finish in a such a way that you you know if you never played another Halo game you'd be satisfied. Halo ended on a cliffhanger at the point where you're like, oh my god! So now de- I have it was to wait. Definitely Hollows Part One. I mean, and it's I, I honestly felt like it was worse than a you know a television series that ends on a cliffhanger because I know in that respect I only have to wait like six months. That's tops true. six uh, months tops no. to, to get the conclusion uh, of my you're story. A year and a half for the latest Game of Thrones now. Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> yep. 
Well, that's not a television series. No, but as far as a TV, <laughs> but as far as a, you're right. yeah, yes. the movie and then, oh, so, yeah. and that's a cliffhanger. Yeah. Got two but more, that was a good cliffhanger. Two more years before I can finish this out, ideally, because they haven't announced Halo 6 or when the uh, actual. Never, it won't happen. I don't know. <laughs> it, it's going to happen. Start downloading 6 now. <laughs> <laughs> you're not far <laughs> off. You're not far oh, off. That's good. <laughs> oh, and then uh, this morning, yes. I had met with more disappointment on oh. my quest to get the... I can't uh, believe that you, Jeff, Gunter, and disappointment have anything... <laughs> To share with each other. This is shocking to me. And it's sad. It's sad because I've been trying to be positive about everything lately. And I've been really That's tra- your problem. trying hard to. Don't be positive about everything. But don't be negative don't about you, everything. Don't too. you know Pollyanna's my job? Right. <laughs> so I, I, I related on here, you know, a few weeks ago about my, my quest to get the Pepsi Perfect replica oh oh, yes. that Pepsi was. Well, this morning at 9 a.m. Eastern. They allowed more pre-orders. Another so another sixty five hundred. So you're rare and ready to go. Oh, I was on my laptop. I was punching refresh every like second. Like you're up at nine in the morning, which never nine, happens. Nine Eastern. So that's oh six, shit. That's six a.m. So, so you didn't go. So you didn't go to bed. I did not go to bed. I stayed up. So I'm clicking refresh, clicking refresh, clicking refresh. Let me set this up for you. It tells you to go to shop.pepsi.com. Okay. You get there, and there's a page. It's not even the shop. It's a page explaining how they're going to do this. Okay. It says, it says at 9 a.m. <laughs> Eastern. These are the magic words. At 9 a.m. Eastern, we will post a link to one of our partners, our retail partners, to purchase your Pepsi, per- to pre-order your Pepsi Perfect, because they don't Great. get shipped until the end of December. I'm like, all right. This is crazy. Or pre-ordering a bottle of Pepsi. So I know <laughs> a twenty-dollar bottle of Pepsi. A twenty-dollar Pepsi. But you know, it's a piece of it's a, nerd. It's a, nerd. Absolutely. It, it's a piece of a movie series that I absolutely adore. Tip top. You, you smell that? That is pure uncut nerd. It is. Yeah. Don't so sniff too hard, man. You I'm clicking refresh. Clicking refresh. <laughs> clicking refresh. I also have a window open to Twitter just in case, because, you know. I figure at one point they're either going to post it on Twitter and their page or something like that. You're ready. So you're doing some serious Felicity so, Smoke thing with the different screens hopping back and forth. 5.58 comes around. I'm noticing that refresh is going slower, and I'm like, okay, so other people are doing the same Here thing. Comes. There's other Jeffs out there. 5.59. A nation of Jeffs. Ah! 5.59. The site crashes. <laughs> what? No. Like, I'm, I'm hitting refresh. <laughs> It's it's refreshing as a blank page. Oh wow. A blank page. So I'm I'm doing the same thing on Twitter. Hit and refresh, hit and refresh. Five oh four rolls around or six oh four rather rolls around. Still nothing on either. There's no link on Twitter. There's no link on on that I'm like, okay, who, who the fuck is the retail partner? Maybe it's Amazon. So I open up a window, go to Amazon, type in a search. You're trying to head him off. Yeah, I'm typing in a search, nothing comes up. So finally, six, like, 608, 609, something like that. Wow, okay. A message pops up, pops up on Twitter. It says, sorry, guys. This website hammered. Here's the link. Imagine that. And it's, of course, it's an Amazon link. So I click the oh. Amazon link. And I got all excited because it says pre-order now. So I click on the pre-order. It goes to the following page, which says, sorry, this item is sold out. Oh, God. 
<laughs> so I go back and refresh, and yeah, like it keeps pi- like it keeps saying pre-order available. Click on the pre-order. This item is sold out. Some Scientists are going to do studies of so you. So once again, <laughs> Pepsi in its infinite wisdom has failed you this promotion. No, because I mean, they? yeah. I say that's that's a good point. Have they? I it's, don't think they failed at all. I think as a promotion a goes, successful promotion. Yeah, I understand the frustration, but being a toy collector, they've won. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know there's a winning in this at game. At this point, they've done two runs of sixty five hundred each, and sold which means them all out. they sold thirteen thousand bottles. Period. Times twenty. Period. Where they could have sold a lot more, but. They didn't want to be left in the They're not done. They'll oh, do one course. more wave. No, they will not do another wave. Because I I can't tell you how many... I mean, I, I did a React tweet, which I don't do. Yeah, and I said, I said, way to go, Pepsi. Failed once again. Thanks Whoa. for nothing. And I, I did hashtag Pepsi perfect fail. And apparently that started trending quickly because there were a bunch of people doing the same hashtag. But I, I kid so you you're not. Saying there's hundreds of thousands of people tweeting out Pepsi. Hundreds name. of thousands of people <laughs> tweeting out their dismay failure. about how upset they were about it. About not getting an expensive Pepsi. <laughs> so yeah, oh, those marketing fools. Oh my! You know how much cheaper it is to do that than actually putting different names on each bottle of Coke. But think That's about how many point. people they angered and alienated versus. The, the the maybe slight uptick they're going to get I in sales. I don't think no. that, that really translates to lack of sales. I no. think you because ha- let's say 100,000 nerds are upset about it. Oh, more I, than that. Okay. It uh, was it was going on on them, but let's let, just let's say 100,000. Let's say 100,000. I'll even go, let's say 500,000 nerds, which I doubt mm-hmm. it, but that's where we'll go with it, that they are angry for this. They might not get a Pepsi for a month or two but i don't think like in four months it's going to be like pepsi they were the ones that they're they i think they're still i'm gonna get some pepsi even though that one time but that was a while ago i think people are just gonna forget we have a message from your running mate in fact we have a command from your running mate listen i don't take commands from the commander wait what's he say be funny bitches oh of course he did he's your cheney He's he's the one that's really in charge. He's your Cheney. I, I am a I'm a puppet to the commander. Yes. Oh, I can, his hand is so uncomfortable in my ass. Just mm-hmm. want to say, gentlemen, what else you do this week? Uh, I had a little bit of insomnia, so I bowled through all of the rest of uh, Arrow and Flash. Arrow and Flash you right. have, are now up to date as far as, Netflix as far as Netflix is concerned. concerned. And so, so you've completed the first the whole first season of Flash. Yes. All right. And I enjoy Flash much more than I enjoy Green Arrow. Or does Arrow, excuse me. It's, is it bec- it's a peppier, a little more upbeat Is show. that what it is? The upbeatness? Is that what gets you Part of it's going? the upbeatness because that's not my Arrow. My Arrow is the guy from the, the 70s. The Robin Hood the, looking guy. The, the the one who hung out with Green Lantern and, and uh, while they're dealing with big issues. Uber lefty. Yes, the uber lefty, exactly. Um, so that, ne- that's part so of the it. next season will be your thing. Then I guess. is he going to be uber lefty? Because he still can't get past the fifty-seven murders. It's going to be hard to. <laughs> it just sticks. Yeah, it sticks in you. But you know, yeah, but you know, th- murders don't go away. But once you murder somebody, they stay murdered. It's a nice little trend happening right now. Flash, pop, kind of a upbeat, positive. Sure, he's got the dangers going on. Mm-hmm. Supergirl, upbeat, positive. Mm-hmm. 
So it's, well, it's, are, it's nice yeah. to see these swinging and it's away the, from the darkness a little bit. And it's bit. not the Flash doesn't have some dark moments in it. Of course. But, but it's a very upbeat, positive show. It's Man. some it's some people who enjoy being superheroes instead of being saddled with it. And, and, enjoy, and enjoy hanging out with superheroes. That's the essence of those two characters. Supergirl is a you know peppier, upbeat kind of character. Same thing with Barry Allen. These are both characters that are excited about discovering their powers and what they're able to do. They heroes don't, they don't they, feel burdened by it. Because they want to be, not because they have to be. Never mind the exactly. heroes. I want to hang out with Cisco. Cisco's cool. Cisco, I mean, Cisco really gave cool down. Some times. I went to see Bridge of Spies. I did too. I went to see it. It's fine. It's fine. I wish Kay was here because he would tell you that uh, he invited me to go see it. And I'm like, sure. And we got there. I'm like, so what's the movie about? He's like, what? <laughs> I'm like, oh, look, Tom uh, Hanks is in it. He's like, you know nothing about this movie. Oh, you guys saw it together. Yeah. Uh, the people who really need to see that movie will never see it. It Uh-oh. should be in the civics classes. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, it is. It's a little ham-fisted. More than a little ham-fisted, especially towards the end. But some good lessons being learned. And, again, um, Spielberg is able to put today's issues right on the screen in front of everybody in an interesting historical way. Man, that weird Shit little cross—that weird little cross-dressing freak can act his ass off. They're all awesome. Yeah, Tom Hanks. I mean, Tom Hanks book, is across but from, from buddies, buddies, man. Buddies. Yes, yeah. it's it's they're all good. It's very well. Acted. I know nothing about this. Very well acted. <laughs> you know nothing about bosom buddies. <laughs> oh, bosom buddies. Yes, yeah. that's all. That's did. what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, yeah. who would have thought watching <laughs> oh, bosom I buddies that Tom Hanks would turn because he is it turns out an amazing performance in this thing. It's well, funny. It's, it's, I, I, yeah, he's good. Listen, yeah. once Pardue found the Great Hall, it was good to go. Mm. There's almost two full generations that have now grown up with. Tom Hanks that know nothing about Bosom Buddies. Yeah, they you know, will. Or Mazes yeah. and Monsters. Yeah. Mm, right, Mazes and Monsters. Anybody in their teens and 20s now, <laughs> yeah. but actually thing, even up into their 30s, don't know that that The was thing, thing that uh, got me was going into the theater. I got the coming posters. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I got the posters for the Superman v. Batman. Uh-huh. Okay. Have you seen these new posters? No. Th- there's the one like they're opposite kinds. There's like a Superman one that's spray painted, and there's another Batman one that's spray painted. And they, they look like they're ripped. Their up. eyes are ripped off. Oh, I haven't seen that one. They look like they're just. They look shitty. Oh boy. They look terrible. They look like someone's defaced them. Their eyes. Are I think gone. that's the idea, right? Because yeah. that's the anti. It's exactly the what it is. It's the, the backlash, backlash the hero. It's but they're so unappealing. Like I don't I I Paul Nerd Mattingly who didn't go see is that Man of Steel. Your, did not go see Man of Steel. Is have it, absolutely no desire to see this. Is movie. that actually your middle name? Yep. Wow. <laughs> I did you, that was that with your, prescient. Prescient did you, they were. They, they were prescient. You didn't you didn't rename yourself. You didn't change it. Nope. Okay. No, I'm not going to game. Yeah, you got to kind of live up to your name, you know. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, I Last know, name is Smith. It, You're going to go into smithing. The posters sure. look atrocious to the, and I just that thing's going to be him. a fucking. I hope it fails miserably because I, I just nope. They're really disgusting. There's no art to them. They're gross looking posters. I think that's it. Yeah, and then the <laughs> Superman was one looks even worse. See, that's it, folks. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, so that's, it, that that's it. No, I, I wanted to know so that I could describe it. I just, <laughs> okay, you know. Jeff's going to describe it. All right. Yeah, it's 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 literally just like uh, a two-tone picture of each of the characters, 
and then like there's, somebody slaps and it a looks, no, stick em. not even that it looks like somebody has scratched like the, over the superman face somebody has scratched out the back bat logo yeah show them show them that one that yeah. one's just and, really uh, depressing looking that's and the then really the other one, it looks like that uh, that Superman. Right, the Superman. I've seen the symbol. Superman yeah. on Batman. Yeah. That's that one's fine. The, the, the Batman on the Superman one is the one that I'm this, just like. And this, like, this that's is the like, look at that. one. Like, gross. Yeah. It's so hard. Does that look like Superman at all? It's yeah. So, <laughs> it's so hard to carve the hope <laughs> symbol on somebody's face. I, I don't, having seen the movie, Paul, I don't blame you for not wanting to go see it. Well, I didn't see the first one, so I don't know. That's that's what I'm saying. It's It's... I'm I'm still disappointed with it. Yeah. I, I and I'm still a champion of it. I, I see I people know you are, talking about how that movie, Man of Steel, made them fans of Superman Returns. Oh wow! And I'm just like, shit. And I don't you know, know if that's funny? so true I, as much it, as that it's just fanboys fanboy. And what's fanboy, funny is yeah. Superman Returns was just on a couple nights ago. Mm-hmm. I watched it and I still had a better feeling with that movie being over at the, at the end of that movie sure. than I did at the end of of Still, Man of a, Steel. That's a rough one too though. I, I agree. Man of Steel does not leave you with a great feeling. All right. And but, it's it's I think it I think for me at least part of the problem is it count the way the character was presented in Man of Steel is counter to what we know of that character in And that's the why I say movie. that's why that movie is successful what it does because that is a pre-Superman movie. Superman not yet super That's why it's called Man of Steel. He is not Superman in that movie. He doesn't know who he is. That's him trying to find himself. Okay. And by murdering a city uh, he, I again say it's Zod By that any means was, necessary. was murdering the city. He was, he did what he could do to keep that thing from no, being completely annihilated. He didn't. He throws Zod through a fucking building and causing that building to collapse. Listen, it's that's like, you can't tell me that I'm that gonna, Zod's. I'm going to tell you right now. If you make me a a 100 foot Torgo, mm-hmm. and you put me against a hundred foot Mike Tyson in his prime, you're going to get city destruction, and no matter what. There's nothing I can do about that. I would like to but think he didn't Torgo even would try. The That's the thing. He didn't even try to protect. Well, I didn't want to get on a discussion of it. I just want to say those posters <laughs> look like shit. <laughs> well, right. whoever did well, those posters, you brought it up. So those discussion. Whoever did those posters is wrong. That's all. That's that thing. And, and I and I was just I wanted to comment on that. Say I'm glad to hear that. At least the TV universe is You're, perking up a little bit. You yeah. rarely see such anger against a graphic designer. It's true, right? It, it just looked—it just looks like garbage to me. But yeah, I mean, I, I looks very unappealing. On that same note, I, I did watch the the latest episode of Supergirl that, beyond the pilot, which I know some people had some issues with the pilot, but yeah, it's, um, it's 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 a pilot. You know, pilots are definitely difficult to to win over an audience immediately. But it was kind of like proof of concept. It was the most watched television episode of anything on last week. So it, it sure. literally it more than doubled the audience of any other. So that's a good sign. Um, I, I would wait to see the numbers for this week, but I thought the the episode this week was pretty strong too. In fact, it you know fleshed out the characters a little more. So is it, so it's up to two episodes. It's just the two episodes. Has, has so Comet far. appeared yet? Has who? Comet appeared. Comet. Comet the super horse. You know oh, the reindeer. No. Oh. <laughs> um. I, I finished. I, uh, Resident Evil 2, Revelations 2, Resident Evil Revelations 2. I finished yeah. it. Happy. Through the Halloween times. It was good. It was a good, solid game. Had a good time with it. Yep. Cool. Really enjoyed that. So that was my little bit of scary stuff. And How long did it take to download? Uh, I bought the physical yeah. copy. <laughs> I know. Yep. <laughs> I know you did. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I download the occasional game. Yeah. I mean, I've got 150-something downloaded on my Xbox Live Arcade. So I'm never at a loss for games. Mm-hmm. But I was just... 
even just watching some Netflix the other day and my thing just kept cutting out and cutting out and it, mm. watching some cinematic Titanic. Netflix has been cutting ah, out a little this go, week. Man. Something's up with that. I also um, interviewed uh, Troy Little that did an illustrated version of uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Awesome. Um, and I've got actually sitting right here on the desk, but uh, um, it really looks good. I, w- it would not, I would not think it would be an easy book to adapt and he did a really good job at it. And he's going to be in a little tour. He'll be in, he's probably in New York right now. Um, um, but he's going to be in the West Coast uh, next weekend, and he's going to be here in Vegas uh, on the actual weekend itself. Troy Little. Troy Little. Nice. Canadian guy. So, you know, there's one for Matt. <laughs> it's surrogacy. I love it. I read a wonderfully joyous little book. A fellow by the name Jeff Strand. He's been writing horror for years. But he's also very much known for comedy horror for a lot of his stuff. He's written some straight stuff, but comedy horror is kind of his wheelhouse. Uh, he wrote a book that is comedy no horror called Kumquat, which just it was one of the most heartwarming books I've read in a long time. And one of the few books that actually made me laugh out loud. It's, it was so wonderful. Um, it's a road trip story about two people that meet each other at a film festival and for the hell of it decide to do a road trip to try this hot dog stand out that this guy heard of from Florida to Rhode Island. Oh, wow. That's a ride. And yeah. uh, I put it up there like with vacation as the kind of story <laughs> you're getting into. Driving straight, I believe that's about a 24-hour drive. That is about right. Yeah. Yes. And, yeah, the stuff they get into along the way, just so much fun. It's it's a romance, it's comedy, and Jeff Strand really knows how to work a comedy novel. Nice. So, kumquat. Kumquat. Terrific. All right. Uh, I just was going to throw out here, this, it, it, something that I found very fascinating uh, is uh, not really geek-related, so for those... You know, listening. I apologize for going to the Paul route here, but uh, oh. my my Kansas City Royals won, oh, the, won the World see? Series see? this week. The no, Paul no, no, route never involves sports. Wrestling. That's sports entertainment. Not a sport. <laughs> they, not I, sport. The reason I not sport. It's a it's a what do you call it? Entertainment. It soap opera. Soap opera. The the reason I bring it up though is not because of the actual winning of the championship, which I did, but which they did, but. How the city celebrated afterwards. There was celebrated like Canadians, man. They there was no rioting. There was no property damage, <laughs> nice. and uh, there were no arrests. Yeah, that's people good to hear. set off some fireworks. They had a good time. Now what they I were, there's there's videos of people just hugging each other and just having a good old time. They in the drank city. discount beer with their pinky out. Yeah. It was amazing. It was <laughs> it was the kind of things like you know when 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 us geeks get together and we celebrate something we celebrate in a positive energetic way as opposed to yeah my you know team XYZ won this award and let's go celebrate by tearing up the city and causing millions of dollars in damage. So I don't know. I, I, I felt very proud to, you know, have been a part of that city in my past. And, you know, I still no. try to go out and visit every year. Uh, I was at a Royals game earlier this year. Now, I love What I June, loved is so. what you showed me. It was a Doppler radar. It was a Doppler radar Which, showing, uh, showing all the fireworks going off. Yeah. Basically. Oh, that's great. Because all the little puffs of smoke that they leave would reflect back the radar. So there was all these little spots all over the entire city and the, uh, the suburb areas. So I got to start watching Doppler but, yeah. radar on the 4th of July. That's yeah, that's absolutely. All I 
You Absolutely. Guys, you guys don't listen to NPR much on the weekends, right? Uh, not not usually on the weekends, no. I remember what the name of this show is. It's a show that um, um, uh, Ben Blacker is one of the writers for. Um, but they one of the things they do is pop star correspondence where they'll take a song or pretend it's a letter. Okay. And, but, but somebody's singing the song. That's a cute bit. It's a, I like yeah. that bit. They, well, they did that with um, uh, a letter from the uh, minor league team. Mm-hmm. There was like the, the the Fresno Bees or something like that. Okay, it was a letter to Ward, who supposedly wrote their uh, their their fight song, and it was Royals. Uh-huh. Yes, and it's like, and like you know, it's a little disheartening because we're 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 the farm team for the Royals, and your song says we'll never be Royals. <laughs> 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 it's funny because they when when I was at the game, they actually did play the Lord song at least once during the uh, the game, and I was just like. I don't think anybody's ever really listened to the lyrics because <laughs> what doesn't... songs out there have the word royal in it? Right. It's like uh, what was the uh, the um, what the hell? This is the Vegas song. The um, Vegas has a Cheryl song? Crow. The Cheryl Crow. Uh, Leaving Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. Leaving Las Vegas. It's like <laughs> guys, you're not listening to these words. This is not a yeah. happy Vegas song. No. <laughs> it was a ha- not a happy Vegas movie. Actually. Uh, although I do have to say, uh, when I was at the baseball game, there was a completely geeky moment. Uh, the uh, the you know the pitcher for the Royals had already got two strikes on the batter and like all of a sudden i hear ha, 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 finish him yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mortal combat Proper. and of course he does strike him out but i mean it was hilarious nice. to hear that because i was just like ah and That's my nephew cute. my eight-year-old nephew is like why are you laughing uncle jeff and i'm like uh well wait till you're a little older and i'll explain it because oh, i man. wasn't gonna introduce an eight-year-old to I, mortal I combat well yeah of course you would. well i know I you would. would but you know we've already it's established a good that uh, i have no Damn boundaries. <laughs> We've already so, established that monster balls being sung inappropriately uh, kids by 11. an 11 year old. 11 so, is plenty of time to learn about monster balls. He's, yeah, he's already sung his own songs about them. About so, is there a moment when they're singing the royal song at the ball game that's like the uh, Sweet Caroline thing? Is there other like, is there chanting? And <laughs> they go, and the Royals! Goes, after he fart? <laughs> I bet they do I, actually. No, no, what a whore. <laughs> no, I don't think that happened. I don't remember that happening anyway. Speaking uh, of your monster balls, by the way, I went to two different Halloween. I went to the, uh, uh, I went to just a, um, a concert on Halloween and saw um, Killian's Angels play. And, yeah. uh, and before that, I went to the uh, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies ball. Mm. And at both of them, Monster Mash came on, and at both of them, I was like. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. you wait. Next year, they'll just replace it. Oh, yeah. Uh, I saw uh, Key of Awesome did a really funny oh, Monster God. Mash parody. Have you seen oh, theirs? I, I don't awesome. think I've seen theirs. Their Monster them. Mash parody was really sharp. Um, and this is a couple years ago they did this. Uh, but it's very funny. It's basically the Frankenstein monster singing it. And he's basically lamenting the fact that monsters just can't get silly and dance. It's all just... <laughs> He's like, what the fuck are you doing to each other? You're, you're, you know, like, yeah, he, the sog doll comes in and uh, Leatherface. And all, it's pretty funny. It's oh, pretty funny. Very good. Yeah. So look that one up. Key of Awesome. Love Key of Awesome. They, uh, they tore that up with the Monster Man. I was like, well played, Key of Awesome. Yeah. Well played. Very, very funny song. Very funny song. I also want to put a shout out to Scully. He sent me a video of him in Warhammer 40K power armor oh, that he designed himself. It's beautiful. It is amazing. Nice. He also designed his kids' um, outfits as well I for Halloween. That one. He's amazing. He does amazing work. And because of that power armor, I want to announce that Scully is officially my Secretary of Defense. 
Excellent. So it's proper. And you could <laughs> he builds those things out worse. of like uh, have to um, show me that like video. giant foam mats and stuff, and and it looks like it's heavy metal armor. Yeah, and they're huge. I mean, you, you, you could tell. I mean, yeah. that is a he looks like a goddamn space marine. That's should cool. definitely, definitely post a picture of one of those. Anything else, gentlemen? I think that covers everything I, I got. Wait, if me. I don't come up with something else, you're going to give me news you don't give a shit about? I am. I am. Are you ready? <laughs> I, I, Are you I, ready? I, I drew some pictures. I, I got anything. Please. No. Oh, God. Here we go. News you don't give a shit about. <laughs> Ridley Scott's Prometheus follow-up. Already done. Has left Neil Blomkamp's proposed sequel to Aliens on Infinite Hold. Oh, man. Now it, I'm really upset about this. It initially sounded like Blomkamp's sequel was set to hit the fast track uh, with original stars uh, Sigourney Weaver and Michael Bean rumored to return. Uh, but when Scott got serious about his Prometheus follow-up, Alien Paradise Lost, the studio bumped Blomkamp's pitch to the back burner. Paradise Lost is set to film next year for a May 30th, 2017 release date. I fear uh, Chappie has something to do with this. Mm. Uh, I I think it's just Scott that has something to do with it. Okay. Period. I think he's a just, bigger name. Yeah. So of course they're going like, to kowtow to him. Like, I have this a- plan for aliens, yeah. so no other plans for aliens. I still haven't seen Prometheus, so I can't. I don't know. It's okay. I Boy, enjoy Prometheus. All the <laughs> I actually really enjoy yeah, Prometheus, yeah. but it is broken. There's no doubt it is broken. There's oh. yeah. There's a lot of jumping around where it feels like there's scenes missing. Yeah, it's it's a lot of the same kind of horror tropes where. Characters do things they wouldn't do. Yeah. <laughs> just it's like no one would do what you just did. No yeah. one, no one with your education and what you're supposed to be educated in would do what you just yeah. did. That's what. It's true. Hollywood writing is it's forgetting true. so often. It's just you can only define your character through action, not words. And the and way I mean, the behave is going to tell you everything you need to know about this character. I can concede uh, that you know anybody is capable of anything. Shit, you're going to think they're stupid people. And who wants to root for a dumb dumb? Sure. And I get then there's panic. Well, you would know what you do in that situation. Well, I know That's what, what I'm do. saying. It's like, <laughs> you know, I, like I said, I'll concede that, you know, anyone is capable of anything given the right circumstances. Sure. But come on. I mean, Prometheus, right. without giving specific examples, there are some really dumb moments where right. characters do really dumb things and then follow it up with even more dumb yeah, things. Without a doubt. I and, still enjoyed myself. They might be wrong. But it's, yeah, it's broken. Yeah. And part two is coming soon. To a theater near you. News you don't give a shit about. Sci-Fi has acquired a female-led Van Helsing TV series that will focus on Vanessa Van Helsing, the daughter of the vampire hunting character who faced off against Dracula. Quote, in this new interpretation... The central character is now a female, Vanessa Van Helsing, the next in a lineage of warriors who must lead mankind against a world controlled by vampires when Vanessa is resurrected five years in the future. Rector resurrected. Uh, <laughs> she learns vampires have taken over the world and that she possesses unique power over them. She is essentially humanity's last hope to lead an offensive to take back what has been lost, unquote. So... That alone was enough to make me go, hmm, where should yeah. this go? I'm not sure what to yeah. think about this. It, it could go either way. Sure. Now let me finish this. Oh, boy. The show is going to be run by playwright Neil Laboots, who famously wrote and directed the terrible remake, The Wicker Man. Whoa. 
Is that the cage one? Yeah, that's the uh, cage one. I still haven't seen that. Oh, it's. I tried to start watching it one day, and then I had to like leave. It's worthwhile house, so. to watch just because Nicholas Cage, what left unfettered, is just jaw droppingly, gobsmackingly dumb. Unfettered cage. Unfettered cage. There's there's something wrong with that sentence. <laughs> so so is he uncaged? He's uncaged. Thank you. That's it. Mm-hmm. And production for the show starts in January. Thirteen episode first season debuts fall of 2016. Does it say what year it's set in? Is it set in? I'm gonna guess with all this five years later in the future that it's like future future stuff because because okay. it's ne- it's next in a lineage of warriors who must lead mankind, but ne- not necessarily the immediate offspring. No, it says daughter of. Daughter, so, but they mean so that, it wouldn't be that far ahead. That would put it in uh, what the twenties. I mean, well, they said daughter, yeah. but then is resurrected. So five years yeah. later. Yeah, well, you know, it could be modern. Well, it, I, 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 I bet you they said it in the, the modern day. I bet they do too. It's cheaper. It's much cheaper, and you know they're going for cheap in this. All their money's going into white makeup and fang. <laughs> <laughs> you don't give shit about. The Weinstein Company announced that the $6 billion man, a big screen reboot of the 1970s TV series starring Lee Majors, has landed a director and nailed down a release date. Mark Wahlberg is on board to play Steve Austin, whose makeover as the world's first bionic man has its uh, had its price tag upped a thousand times because visually $6 million man, 1973 television, uh, went from 74 to 78. Uh, director will be Damien Zifron. He's an Argentinian filmmaker whose last film, Wild Tales, was nominated last year for an Oscar for Best Foreign Film. Wild Tales was a dark anthology of six short stories, most of them in the black comedy vein and largely dealing with revenge, outrage, and social grievances. Weinstein has scheduled December 22nd, 2017, as the movie's release date with production beginning September 2016. So, Paul, what does this Argentinian director sound like when he's directing Wahlberg? Hmm? What does this Argentinian, <laughs> what does this Argentinian director Get the sound like? What does <laughs> Argentinian director sound like? When he's directing Wahlberg. Oh, jeez. <laughs> what do you think I should do right here? <laughs> oh, Jesus. You like what I did with that scene? I thought I did pretty good. I don't know. What are you doing? Oh, God. I don't know. What are you doing? What are you talking about? I don't know. What do you learn acting? What are you talking about? How I learn acting? I know acting. Do you don't think I know acting? Look at all the acting I'm doing right here. I'm doing it all for you. I'm acting the shit out of this scene right now. I don't know if you didn't notice that. But I'm, I'm acting the hell out of this place. I'm, I'm acting. I don't know. What do you do? You remember the, the, the movie where you did a tree? What the kill you and your family? <laughs> what? what are you talking about? <laughs> you remember the movie where the tree trying to kill your family? <laughs> Say hi to your mother for me. <laughs> yeah, the tree trying to kill your family. <laughs> Look, I don't know what you're saying. What are you talking about right now? I don't remember any movie where a tree tried to. Oh wait. No, I don't know. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> What are you talking about? You know the trees. I'm in Wahlberg's side on this. You don't remember the tree trying to kill your family? What happened to that? What happened in the end of that movie? I didn't see. I left the halfway. I don't even know what movie he's talking about. I don't either. I don't you, care. 
Are you talking about? Are you talking about the happening? Oh shit! I never Is that saw what that. You're talking about? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. What's happening? That's what I'm gonna do. I want to introduce you. I want to do to your new co-star rerun. Happening. The what's happening? The what's happening? That's the sequel. We get Raj and Laverne in there, and rerun. Raj and Shirley and 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 rerun. Oh, it'd be great. The what's happening? And Rudy. <laughs> Surely someone tried to wreck the restaurant. I don't know, Raj. It was the trees, Shirley. <laughs> I don't believe you. Watch me do my dance. <laughs> I gotta say that was the worst Hispanic accent I think I've ever heard Paul. He's not do. Hispanic. Argentinian. Argentinian. <laughs> Never mind, I'm not even gonna bother. He's not trying to do Hispanic, he's trying to do llama. I'm a bad llama. Um you know I have such mixed feelings about that. Um if if they base it more towards like the novel than the TV series. Yeah, the novel Cyborg, which I just I just literally while we were talking here. Looked up the Reddit? novel, and no. they had four sequels that the TV series never touched on. Really? Like, you know, storylines that never appeared in I TV series. I doubt very so. much they're going to go to the book on this. Probably not. <laughs> they're probably going to come up with some completely Who different storyline. Who fucking cares? Who that's fucking cares at this point? What's the story that's going to be told? Um, Steve Austin. Austin. In an accident, Austin. In an A man accident. barely alive. Why yeah. do I fucking care? Because <laughs> we can rebuild him. We can make Why him do better. I fucking care? Stronger. They're the not faster. Fuck it. it. The only way it even barely works is if it's kind of on the whole RoboCop, what is a man slant. And they won't do that because it's Mark Wahlberg. And he has all the introspection of a Ritz cracker. <laughs> I've no, met some very this. deep Ritz crackers. It's true. You we have. Did. We've already tried Mark Wahlberg as an astronaut, and it didn't really work well. Did he get stranded again? Most of them he's made of metal. Planet now. of the Apes when he was an, he was <laughs> an astronaut. I'm metal. God, I can I see real he was in that movie. Anytime I jump, I hear this. See? I'm dangerous on the court. It could be good. It could be terrible. I guess we'll uh, have to it wait. It will be great terrible. if that sound happens in sex, though. <laughs> <laughs> if he, they do... As he thrusts. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be $6 billion, man. Yes, right? six, the $6 billion yeah. penis. Uh, yeah. you, can, you can currently They'll build a $6, a six million dollar man. They'll do a sex scene. <laughs> That'd be cute. That's like one leg. Cock rocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go, go, gadget wiener. Oh, yeah. <laughs> News you don't give a shit about. This one, boy, I went back and forth where to put this one. Yeah. But I think I, I think I placed it correct. CBS announced huge oh, news. Yeah. It will launch a new Star Trek television series. I have intentionally not read anything about this. Carry on. In January 2017. Yep. But you will have to pay to watch. Fuck you. The new yep. program will be the first original series developed specifically for U.S. audiences for CBS All Access. That's a cross-platform streaming service 
that brings viewers thousands of episodes of CBS's current and past seasons on demand, plus the ability to stream their local CBS television station live for $5.99 per month. All the goddamn Golden Girls you could ever want. Yeah. And, and of course, you can stream your CBS television that station, which CBS. you can get for that free. Was NBC. Why do you know that? Because I used to watch Golden Girls all the time. <laughs> <laughs> The brand new Star Trek will introduce new characters seeking imaginative new worlds and new civilizations while exploring the dramatic contemporary themes that have been a signature for the franchise since its inception in 96. Alex Kurtzman. 96 or 66? 66, thank you. Alex Kurtzman. I I had upside down dyslexia. Uh, We'll introduce... uh, Partial upside down dyslexia. (laughs) Alex Kurtzman will serve as executive producer for the new TV series. Kurtzman co-wrote and produced Star Trek with uh, this 2009 uh, with Roberto Orsi and Star Trek Into Darkness with Orsi and Damon Lindelof. Uh, the new television series is not related to the upcoming feature film Star Trek Beyond, which is scheduled to be distributed by Paramount Pictures in 2016. They're going to show the first episode of this new Star Trek series on CBS, but all subsequent episodes, you have to get their online yeah, they're so they're using the uh, the drug distribution model. Use a the dumb first, the first taste is free, and then you have to pay. Yeah. So you're saying this is is a set in its own universe? It's not tied to the old TV show. We don't know t- where it's set. There's quite there's there's they haven't even hired a showrunner or a head writer. All they have is the production the the, the executive producing team. That's it. So it's way too soon to yay or nay this whole whether it's good story. or not. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, a lot of people, before it had even aired, hated Next Generation. Yeah. We don't know how many episodes so, it'll be. Would there be a 13-episode thing or more? It, yeah, and it eventually won people over. So it could happen here. But again, the distribution model is oh, it's so ridiculous. The problem I have with it, of course I want success for the franchise. Absolutely. I want it to be a good show. And I think it has every opportunity to be. And it has but a better the, opportunity on... But the model is really gross. And the fact that Star Trek is the bait on the hook to get into this new service. Well, that's what it is. The fact that that is the case, though, it just goes against so much of what Star Trek is about. Yeah. <laughs> just from the get-go. <laughs> I'm just like, wait a minute. No. No. And I, I fear that it can't. It can't. It's starting off very compromised. Yes. The entirety of the show the integrity of it, the reason for its existence is now compromised. Because for a time, and especially the first two seasons of the original series, it served as almost its its day's cosmos. Hmm, yeah. You know what I mean? In a lot of ways, putting forth interesting scientific theory and ideas, research, showing different cultural diversity and possibilities for integrating different peoples and ways of thinking and ways of ham-fisted racial allegories ham-fisted racial allegories you know fisticuffs that then are followed up by reparations and kindness and this all kind of interesting shirtless gay men with swords oh dude they had it all but when you set out to make a show that its sole purpose for being is to entice people to spend six dollars a month on a service that they don't need otherwise, I just feel like it's handicapping the possible creative direction. I mean, you talk about too many cooks. How many people are going to be, you know, just all over this shit? Double, triple questioning every move. It, I, I just, that's what wor- worries me 
You're going to buy the rust proofing on this TV show? Huh? You're going to buy the rust proofing on this TV show? Yeah. The extended warranty? <laughs> yeah. You really should buy the extended warranty. It's a little um, weird, man. This is this is CBS not learning from its previous mistakes. This is almost the same as their launching of UPN. When mm-hmm. Voyager was their linchpin, that was their their yep. their enticement to get these different local television stations to adopt their network and become network affiliates. It eventually worked until Voyager went off the air and the network started spiraling down the drain. Enterprise couldn't save it, even when Enterprise finally started, you know, finding its legs in its third season. The and, golden age of TV when TV and was the, open. And and eventually it had to merge with uh, the WB in order to stay afloat. So this is this is them repeating the they mistakes have, of the past. Yeah, they have a ton in of an lessons entirely to learn. new way. They have a ton of great examples to learn from. Will they learn the lessons? Who knows? But this first step feels like a misstep to me. Now, I believe CBS is the only app. The hell? I forgot to turn that off. Sorry. Ah. Uh, the only app that is a paid app. Like Fox has their own. NBC has their own. But they're not paid. Right. But they also don't. You're not. You don't have access to all. The back catalog the back that they've catalog. thoroughly, for the most part, sold to Netflix already. Yeah, basically. Um, I, I know I'm, that. I know that. In one of the articles I read today on this, um, Fox has been exploring doing a paid. I'm sure they all are, and they're well, going to be watching NBC, this. Like that's a why they stopped selling The Simpsons on DVD. NBC Dick already Holes. has oh, yeah. it because they have that direct partnership with Hulu. So NBC is already in that um, in that area because they've got that contract with this. But what was fascinating with this article is they were talking about, you know, that whole be careful what you wish for because a lot of people want a la carte because they, they're frustrated with their cable provider, etc. But now, in order to get all the things that you want, you have to subscribe to four or five well, different services. That's... And it's now coming to the point where it's almost as expensive as having cable still and less quite, convenient. But, but it's getting there. I know, but it's going to bite them in the butt, and you're going to see piracy explode again. Oh, sure. I, like I saw that is. all over the comment boards. Yeah. Yep. No, it's dumb. It's a dumb way to start it off. That's, that's the, I just feel like if Roddenberry were alive... Spinning is the word I would use. Uh, it's just you're setting up a show about an interplanetary discovery-based paramilitary whose sole objective is to explore under the auspices of having no set economy. And the entire <laughs> reason you're doing the show is to bolster your network's economy. Yeah, but the show's always been, you know, had make making money as one it of has, its goals. In the first, they the weren't first space series, commies. The first series, you're right. The first series was all about uh, helping introduce color television. Mm-hmm. I mean, it made that push too. Sure. Uh, I think the litmus test will be: is the show overmanaged and there's no vision behind it because of all this these backstage machinations, or does it become something? beautiful like we need but i mean we've both we've all been through voyager and enterprise so well whatever there there's always this route too. watch that first episode for free mm-hmm. if you like it 
wait for the DVD set. That, well, <laughs> it's going to cost you just you as know much. What? I yeah. hope that's my plan too. Who knows if they'll release it on DVD? Oh, I'm sure they will. You kidding me? Of course they will. That's a, that's a that's another. I hope so. Financial. I hope so. They. Set. I just. I can't believe. And that it will bolster the second Fox season. Fox isn't doing it with the Simpsons anymore. They haven't done it yet. They might be in well, the near future. No, with Fox ending their DVD run of the yeah, Simpsons, right, Simpsons right, isn't right. putting out DVDs anymore. Right, right. That's horrible. That is horrible. It's, it's killing me inside this year that, that I don't get a DVD set for the Simpsons. Oh, really makes me sad. Yeah, as it should. Oh, I didn't understand why you'd put that in the news you don't give a shit about. Now I understand. Yeah, that's wow. that's the only reason. Man. Otherwise, it'd be the top of... Absolutely. Weekend Geek! Hey! And I still wish it to be successful. I'm not Of course, and, and my, my worry is that if it's not successful, because a lot of nerds are not wanting to do it because just because of sure. its model. I get it. Go with your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, but my fear is that it'll be, well, we didn't get that many subscribers, so no one's interested in a Star Trek TV show. Yeah. Who knows? And Who knows? my other question is, with without having done the CBS uh, app here, the uh, CBS, what do they call it? Uh, all Access. All Access, thank you. Without having even tried that yet, is it another one where you're paying the monthly subscription fee and then you still have to watch through the commercials? That's a good good question. Because uh well probably because one of five ninety nine is probably not enough. They'll bump it up to yeah, but I we have that Hulu now. We got the Hulu with no commercials. Oh, 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 oh. Did you upgrade to it? Yeah, it makes all the difference. Because you were paying for it before, now you just yeah. have to pay more to get no commercials. More for no commercials than, oh, oh, man. That's 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 I'm What's sorry, the price that's point? just so disgusting. It's so worth it though. Hmm? How how much What's is the price it? point? For, it's like it's only like eight bucks, eight or nine bucks. Which which isn't bad. It's that's, not, that's, that's Netflix for what you prices. get on for what you get on Hulu between and between Hulu and Netflix, you got almost everything you need. And right when now. it comes down to it, I don't see why you really need anything more. Because yes, there's some things you will miss, some things that won't go to either one of them. But you have lots of entertainment options to yeah. make up for it. Oh man! And you can go to a friend's house. And the Apple TV that we use uh, gives us access to a lot of great stuff. I mean, PBS is always free. Sure. YouTube is free. There's a lot of free stuff on there. Yeah, so I haven't exhausted Netflix yet, and that's all I have. Mm-hmm. Now here is a reboot I can kind of get behind. What is it? Yeah, mine. They might botch it, but Space I, I think, it, I think yeah. it'll work. High time. It's about time to yeah. The greatest American hero. Yeah. Okay. The, yeah. the eighty-one through eighty-three TV series will be getting a reboot, however, from Fox. So mm. uh, so it'll get like six episodes <laughs> aired and then be canceled. Yep. Rick Famuyiwa. Fab- oh, now fab- here we go. Is he Argentinian? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that, you know what, that I, what, I <laughs> what I'm doing is make the man. He have uh, curly hair. Famuiwa. Famuiwa. Rick Famuiwa. He uh, he was. I could be the, the greatest direct- American hero. <laughs> Why don't you let me play that role? I was made for that role. I am the greatest American hero. Who's greater? No one's greater. I'm the one. Put me in. Let me do it. Why don't you let me do that role? Why don't you see? Try me and see. Try me and see. See how far I can take it. I can take it really far. Give me a shot. I'm going to give you a shot. So Rick, the director behind uh, Talk To Me and Dope, will be working with Paul Lord and Chris Miller, the directing duo behind the successful Fox logo feature franchise Jump Street. 
Uh, now, Greatest American Hero is a lighthearted series about Ralph Hinckley, a teacher who has greatness thrust upon him in the form of a super suit, but without an instruction manual. So Hinckley saves the day, but usually after messing things up and getting beat up. And, yeah. Does, it Does actually the instruction say, manual fall in the trash or something? He loses he's, in the first episode. Yeah, the very first episode, he's carrying the, the case and it falls out the side of the case because he didn't close it all the way back up. So when he gets home, he can't find the manual. He goes back to the site where he got it from the aliens and can't find it. It's an idea I think so worth, worth revisiting. And yeah. if for no other reason, it isn't hamstrung to a continuity that it has to follow. Right. So they can create a world that they want to create. Can I Can I put forth what I would love to see? I would love to hear Are this. you already finished this? I'm, I'm done. Do it. I, actually, I, well, yeah, I want to go back to this, but carry on. Yeah. I would love to see. Okay. They recut that piece of film they set it up exactly the same and a young girl finds that instruction booklet oh and reads it and keeps it and treasures it up through college and then finds the suit and then finds the suit and then real and then the pieces come together and then she's badass nice so it's not just fumbling bumbling because that's not nobody want nobody actually really wants to see that believe it or not I'm walking on air. They want to see. <laughs> they want to see. And I think that could be really, really cool. And then she could end up teaming up with old one. That could be fucking cool. And he could William teach Cat. her some things that he discovered. He could teach her some secret stuff. And, he, and she could be She could be the technical. That's interesting. She could be the heart. Yeah. 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 That's a, that's it's, a nice concept. Now, now take it wanna... and run with it, assholes. I know you won't. <laughs> yeah, now I want to go back. The, it's the, it's the press... too original, Paul. It's too original. That's yeah. why they won't run with it. On the press release, do they call him Hinkley? Uh, they don't have just from the oh, original. They changed character. that after uh, the assassination attempt. Yes, didn't they, they did. Yeah, uh, two two or three episodes into it, they named changed him to Hanley. Did they? Yes, because uh, Hink- Hinkley tried to commit kill Reagan. Yeah, but I... oh no, Hinkley. Yeah, Hinkley Reagan. Yes, yeah. Hinkley Reagan. It's funny because in the TV series, he actually they give him a new manual and he loses that one too. Mm-hmm. And it was just like one of those "you got to be kidding me" moments. Sure. Even <laughs> even as a kid, I'm like going, "I'm like seriously." Oh, super suit! But, but, you but that's your caveat me. that he still cannot have but the goddamn right. suit. That's it, but that's just it, and it's just, that's one of those that's one of those improv rules too. You got to play what you don't know like you do. Mm-hmm. There comes a point where bumbling idiocy is just no fun anymore. Only the Three Stooges could truly pull it off, and even then, sometimes it gets tiring. Sure, mm-hmm. just do. I'd rather see some. Yeah. Anyway, my idea is best. Do Wait it. a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. Are you are you dissing the great Bob Denver? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, really, I never caught, never felt that it was about bumbling into idiocy. It was about just not knowing how things work. It's not. It's a lot of trial and error, yeah, but it is very bumbly. But not to the extent of like Inspector Gadget. Well, oh, he so flies good, into yeah. a lot of walls. He flies, right. a lot he flies of walls in the walls. And that was that time era. They actually probably did use that sound effect. Now I think sure, it. yeah, probably. <laughs> Fart on it. It was, and, and, and they had that poor man's is, Hannibal. It was a weird time. Poor man's George was, uh, Papard trying to help him out. <laughs> That's what I always thought. I was like. That's poor man's George Papard. Wow. Robert Culp. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> poor man's George Papard. That's weird because Robert Culp was a. I mean, he was in I Spy. He was in a couple yeah, things. Yeah. Right. Poor man's George Papard. All right. All right. And you know, it's funny because like Prove you me know, wrong. coming from somebody that actually adored that series, it is very bumbly. It is very. You know, you'd look back at it and you're like, yeah, it sure. was... I don't think I've seen it since I was like nine. But special effects-wise, it's a weird time because it sits there right... It's right about the time Saturday morning cartoons had uh, Shazam and Isis 
And the special effects are not amazing. No. They're not Doctor Who early years, but they're not amazing. Of course, it's what they could do. Yeah. In fact, in, in the first, the, in the in the pilot episode, isn't the uh, the alien spaceship like taken directly out of Close Encounters? Too, <laughs> if I remember. No, that's not. But it's similar. It's very similar. Yeah. Okay. There's um the uh, bonus disc that came with the full collection. Okay. And uh, they got all the outtakes in there and everything. And, and, and like you're saying, Andy, there weren't a lot of special effects, and they didn't really pad out his suit either. Yeah, basically just suit on naked dude. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah, and there's this one uh, bit where they cut, and uh, and they're they're cutting, and he's like, ah, let me let me out of this thing for a minute, you know, because he's all sweaty and gross, and he's like, ah, this makes my dick smell like baloney. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, Hannibal. <laughs> Speaking of Hannibal. <laughs> not true. No. It never happened. <laughs> of course not. You're telling me you met that up, man. Oh. <laughs> you don't go to give him that one. No. <laughs> you don't have to give me shit on that. But I loved it. I loved every minute of it. <laughs> Hannibal executive producer Brian Fuller will write an executive... Dick smells like baloney. Executive produce a pilot... For a proposed new version of Amazing Stories on NBC. Amazing baloney stories. The original show, which premiered 30 years ago, was supervised by Spielberg. Stop it, 30 years ago. I'm yeah. so fucking old. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Ass hell. And ran for two seasons. It felt like it went longer than that, but only two seasons. I, I thought it was only one. I didn't realize it was two. It brought tales of the fantastic, the weird, the supernatural to the small screen under the direction of top-shelf talents like Martin Scorsese, Joe Dante, Clint Eastwood, Robert Zemeckis, Irvin Kirshner, Danny DeVito, many more, along with Spielberg himself, who apparently is not involved in the new edition. The uh, title of the show is taken... Of course not. He's a film guy. He doesn't have anything to do with boy bands. Come on. He produces like six different television shows. Yeah, but not boy bands. Amazing Story is not a boy band. New Edition was a boy band. We're on on New Edition. God, man. The title of the show is taken from the long-running magazine that was the first outlet dedicated solely to science fiction. The original Amazing Stories magazine was created and published in 1926 by Hugo Gernsback, for whom the Hugo Award is named. And, nice. and featured many of the early Lovecraft stories, I think. It did. That and Weird Tales. And, yep. Yeah. I really loved that series back in the day. So did I. And it actually, I mean, each episode, some are better than others, but a lot of them still hold up. They're good favorite stories. Favorite episodes. Yeah. Favorite episodes. My favorite one is uh, the Thanksgiving turkey episode with the well. Okay. Hmm. I really liked the one with the uh, the B-17 that the, oh, the that landing is gear is one. stuck up. And Casey the, and says the, the guy in the bubble is going to get crushed. Yeah. yeah, and he that's a classic. He d- draws the landing gear and it comes to life as an animated landing gear, and they land safely. They get him out. That and was then a good one. As soon as they wake him up, it crashes down, and you see the close up of the the ball turret getting smashed. It was just hmm. I don't know. It's it sticks in my brain, that's you know. Because I remember that one. That's a good one. Sure. Well, I mean, just the whole interaction with between the guys and him. He's isolated in here, but they're all talking to him, telling him, you know, it's not over. We're going to figure something out. You know that that whole person interpersonal drama. It just it sure. stuck with me all these years. And then of course that the fantastic area where the you know the animation comes to life. And there's that Christopher Lloyd one where the teacher they take off his head. Time to study, Mr. Brand. Yeah. Wasn't there also one where, like, the guy, like, 
watch too much TV and like at one point all the characters popped into his living room. That like sounds familiar. Like Kit was there and from Knight Rider and just like a whole bunch of other things that are like, turn the TV off and he finally does I'm and they all disappear. I'm realizing, I was listening to you guys that I don't think I've actually seen an actual episode of this. You're a butt. Um, it, it used to be on Netflix. Well, I don't know if it's still is or not. Yeah, well, I, I don't mean, think so. I, mean, uh, the, I did see a few on Netflix. We I mean, still have it on does DVD, mean right? I have a because I love anthology, you know, anthology horror stuff. It gets me a whole oh, thing I can watch. It, I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing it. Yeah. Um, did you guys ever My watch favorite. Night Gallery? Did, did Night Gallery ever get around and reruns enough for you guys uh, to see it? No, I, I saw no. a few. I saw a few, um, but it wasn't uh, high on my list. But uh, my favorite one, of course, is Mark Hamill as the toy collector. Oh, yeah. And, oh, uh, yeah. Love that. Love oh. that one. And then, of course, my second favorite, very close, pretty much tie, Family Dog. Mm. The first Family Dog that was, sounds familiar. Uh, was an amazing story. It's, it's, uh, it was an all-cartoon one. Oh, that's right. You remember the Family Dog? Yeah. It became a short-lived uh, full. It got a full season, I believe. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I forgot um, that started on that show. Mm-hmm. Going back to Hamill, um, not a huge spoiler, but in Flash, he does reappear as a trickster. And That's he pretty is, cool. He is just wonderfully chewing up the scenery in that. And he's supposed to reappear this season, too, as is I he? recall. Yeah. I mean, you know, he, he actually is... is again. You I saw a really cool thing where they somebody did the uh, yep. animation. Did you see that? I did, yep. Where he does Heath Ledger's monologue. He, as the Mark oh, Hamill, really? Mark Hamill recited the yeah. Heath Leathers. Um, well, he didn't recite it. He actually acted Heath Leathers monologue about uh, why so serious the whole the whole thing leading up to that. But they intercut it with scenes from um, the Bruce Tim animated series. They uh, from the episode almost got him. Mm-hmm. So it's him sitting around with a bunch of other supervillains talking, telling the story. That's now, fun. did he do it in the actual Joker voice? Yeah, he did it with oh, nice. Watch it, dude. It's nice. fucking crazy. I'll have to keep my eye It's out. really yeah. fucking crazy. He sounds, it's, and it sounds right there in the middle of what he usually does and a little Heath Ledger in there, too. It's, it's really cool. Yeah. Air France has joined forces with Eurocore Cinemas to screen The Force Awakens three days before its U.S. and U.K. release. I fart in your general direction. Four Paris-bound flights from Los Angeles, San Francisco, and New York will carry the movie on December 15th. Uh, so basically, they, they fly in your this? general direction. What's that? How many people are doing this? That's a I good wonder. question. If you want to get in on this, you need to reserve your seat by December 10th. Uh, make sure to direct uh, purchase directly from the Air France website. This may be a last-ditch effort for fans who are unable to snag advanced tickets. But what a horrible experience. <laughs> that's Yeah, that's how you want to experience. Yeah, I want to see this blockbuster <laughs> movie on an 8-inch screen <laughs> right? looking over somebody's dandruff. Yeah, gross. Well, does anybody remember back when, they used, the snow to, scenes better. when they used to have the actual projected screen oh, yeah. on the airplane? Yeah, but it was and lightly it was, projected. So it was, you know, yeah, and so like if anybody <laughs> opened their, their window shade, it completely yeah, washed yeah. it out oh that was such a horrible experience back then but at and the time you're like well it's kind of neat that you're able to watch a movie on on, a, on an airplane and then in, at about 15 minutes into it you're like yeah, yeah it's terrible it's still bad. there's some bad math here because this is going to be a really expensive ticket to see the movie in the worst way possible <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. It's true. It's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, your, your enjoyment to uh, dollars ratio is way the hell off on this thing. Oh wait, you know what? Uh, it could. It depends on now with a lot of those airplanes. It doesn't. They don't have the actual inter- flight entertainment system built into the seat. It's a bring your own device kind of situation. So 
in this case, it sounds. If I'm not mistaken, it's going to be whatever device you bring with you. So it could be the your phone, right your, your tablet, or like a laptop. So it's like whatever size screen you have. So and then the sound quality is probably going to be just as. All right, hackers, get on it. <laughs> so if you go into the if you go into the airplane with like a you know a forty inch screen, no, this is my carry on. So <laughs> does, that, does that mean there's going to be torrent? <laughs> Mm-hmm. editions of people the shooting 16th. their telephones right. showing I, I can't put this under my seat no it's <laughs> right here on my lap <laughs> keep an eye That's on funny. periscope for oh, force man. awakens on the 15th <laughs> <laughs> that, I, I, I stand corrected watching it in the airplane is the second worst way to see it, <laughs> watching, it on periscope. watching it on periscope watching it on an airplane <laughs> watching it on periscope well you sent questions, people. You yeah, want to know. You, you want to know what the man himself has to say. You sent a whoa, lot whoa, whoa, of questions. Whoa. We're coming up awesome. to this already. We're, we're, we're there. Let me get my candy we, corn. Got to do this. Yeah, we're going to have to just just prep yourself and put a little uh, Vaseline, you know, I, I, under your nose. What I, is that? I should go get a drink of water. Yeah, we're going to definitely get that because you're going to need that. And Jeff, where you, where are my M and M's? I tell you, we're going to get your M and M's. Okay, just do me a favor. Uh, go what? down and and get the uh, Almighty. What good are the M and M's gonna do? It's to help keep me calm. Oh, <laughs> I'm just gonna use candy corn on my nose. All right, now well, there he goes. All right, yeah. Oof. Oh boy. Yeah, he's he never likes to do it, but oh, here they come. That was fast. Uh, hey Jeff, is that all right down there? Uh, I'm just gonna say. He's nope. floating up the stairs. Yeah, the, you know him. Floating and flying. Yeah. Mumra, it's so good to see you. People have been asking for you. It is good to be seen. Yes. But rising not. from my sarcophagus to once again give sage-like advice and wisdom to those who need it the most. Well, oh. People need it. People need it. I can taste the smell. Oh, that's I told you. Put a little something under the nose. Get some smelling like desiccated rhino taint. Here, here's Ooh. some Vicks. Put it under your nose. <laughs> this this episode of Mumra brought to you by Vic. Who's Vic? Vic's vapor <laughs> rub. <laughs> Great. Now we got to pay them. <laughs> uh, it's Mumra. I got a question here from Scott. We're gonna start with this one. All right. Kind of a kind of a serious question. I'm ready. All right. Is Russia getting involved in the air bombing of Syria a good thing for Middle Eastern stability, or will it be seen as contributing factor for destabilization of the area? The current geopolitical climate yet again obfuscates the true nature of the conflict. Russia and the U.S. continue their Cold War ways through proxy fights, and this shall be the way until time immemorial. It is doubtful the superpowers will ever engage in any kind of meaningful conflict because the likelihood of a global nuclear Armageddon is always there. <coughs> mamra, Mamra, you, now you're gonna... I think he brought some of the dust up from yeah. We are still in a world of mutually assured destruction when it comes to relations vis-a-vis the U.S. and Russian military. It won't really affect it one way or the other. One more despot will be replaced with a new one. 
Meet the new boss, same as the old boss. <laughs> Is that Mumra or Undead Henry Kissinger? <laughs> he's a wise, wise... He's been around a long time. Wow. He's probably, I know a few things. He's probably had chats with Henry Kissinger. He probably has. Yeah. Uh, next question's just as serious. All right. The destabilization of the region does not benefit Russia in any way. Yes. So it is doubtful they will allow it to become a destabilized area. Us, being what we are, we have to stand and go, shame, shame, shame. But at the same time, we're pleased that someone's bombing someone. <laughs> <laughs> because you know who's going to sell them that stuff? Us. Okay. Wow. Mumra's American. Yes. <laughs> That's the same I'm thing not, I got out of that. I am not. I am not. I'm third earthian. <laughs> All right. I'm proud to be third at the end, <laughs> when at least I know I'm free. <laughs> Fuck those wretched Thundercats who are the pain to me, and I'll proudly stand up and tell you, slide, go and get my stuff. Cause there ain't no doubt I love this pyramid. <laughs> the pit of ultimate evil. Marmot. That was rousing. Oh, right, it got me right in the cockles. I'm opening for Glenn Campbell. <laughs> you scored uh, scored on that Wait, one. Wait, didn't did. he retire? No, he died. Well, he brought, <laughs> <laughs> well it is the ultimate retirement. <laughs> the ultimate retirement. That's what he's going to start calling his pad downstairs now. The pit of ultimate retirement. <laughs> when you die, you retire forever. No comeback tour. <laughs> Tell that to the stones. Uh, next question from Sodpen. Again, very, very important question. Yes, mm. Fuck Mary Kill, mm. Darth Vader, mm. Cowboy Curtis, mm. Bobcat Goldwing. I would fuck Cowboy Curtis because Cowboy Curtis. I would kill Darth Vader because he dare to try and step up and cause some trifling. And who's the third? Bobcat Goldthwaite. My wife. Maybe. Excuse me. He is my wife. I would have you not speak ill of my wife, Bobcat Goldthwaite. She doesn't sound like that. How you want your eggs? <laughs> that was pretty damn good, Mom, right? As I always do. Sunny side up, darling. <laughs> okay, I'll go, I'll go make some more. Don't, don't come down here until they're done. <laughs> Bobcat Goldthwait in a well. Later. What? <laughs> Bobcat Goldthwait in a well. <laughs> Well, he lives in the pyramid yeah, hole yeah, with yeah. me. Yeah, I know, I know. So did he take your last name? No, he's oh. not Bobcat Ra. <laughs> <laughs> did he hyphenate it? Bobcat Goldthwaite Ra? Who are we? The Rothschilds? <laughs> We're simple folk. No hyphens here. <laughs> uh, next question from mm. uh, Charles Fu. Oh, yes. Ask me, you awkward <laughs> Uh, Frank Langella's performance of Skeletor in the 1980s classic Masters of the Universe. I am aware. Uh, was of to this me, film was to me brilliant, but certainly not campy enough. 
Are you a friend of Skeletor? I don't mean that in a are you a friend of Dorothy manner. Right. <laughs> Skeletor dwells in a different dimension than I. Should we meet each other, perhaps we would be allies. Ah. I, but that, that crossing has never happened. I don't know that it has never happened, but I don't know that it has happened in an official capacity. Ah. But it will happen soon, likely, as the four horsemen and Mattel prepare to sell ah. new uh, Thundercats figures. True commerce here. Yes. It and, will probably occur. And there's always slash fiction. I was going to ask, has it happened in slash fiction? And I realized, of course, of course it has. It, of course Everything's it has. happened in slash fiction. <laughs> yes. Yes, but underneath my wrappings, you can see scrawny bones, but he has big muscles and a skeleton. Fa- it's weird how that works. I don't know. I make him a top or a bottom? What? <laughs> oh, Skeletor is a top. <laughs> you can't tell? <laughs> Your mumdar is off. Mumdar. <laughs> uh, next question by... We sh- undead oh. no. Oh. We know each other. We can tell. Got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, next question from Sean. Uh, Darty uh, pro- says, pronounce my last name like party, but with a D because the D stands for dick. All right. Does Geek Shock record from the Black Pyramid every week, or is the basement door merely a portal to the Black Pyramid? So it's 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 a portal there's there's no yeah it's yeah there's, there's no we are not on third earth. yeah there's there, some reason this condo has access to a <laughs> portal to third happenstance earth. a lucky accident <laughs> trying to go downstairs store some geek stuff it's like the tardis it's like you're <laughs> passing through the no, door Jeff, you're like the tardis <laughs> You're the most tardest one here. <laughs> Dimensional I'm pretty sure you're down a chromosome or two. <laughs> Tardis. <laughs> Cruel joke, Mumra. <laughs> Next question Cruel from Jaxus Jellamy. Who? Uh, Jaxus Jellamy. Jackson yeah. Jellamy. Jackson Jellamy. Is that a Marvel character? <laughs> <laughs> what did Mumra do for the Blood Moon slash... Eclipse. Does he gain some sort of extra powers? Is it like his new year? What's the deal? Again, this does not happen on my home planet of Third Earth. But I did make a special journey here to watch the blood moon rise. Marmot and I made peanut butter sandwiches and lemonade and sat out all night viewing the eclipse. It was not so much dark ceremony it was a time for reflection oh. and a way for me to get closer to my beloved puppy. Aww. Was uh, Bobcat involved at all? No. Oh. She stays home during my excursions. <laughs> I'm allergic to dogs! <laughs> In a go on hunt, back down. <laughs> uh, uh, next question from Cthulhu Collector. Yes. If you Gotta were, catch them all. If you were, <laughs> if you were to set up a team of super villains, who besides Dick Cheney would you want on the team? You would need none other. He is enough. He is a team of super villains. Uh, all right. My favorite super villains. Sure. Very well. The Wicked Witch of the West. Spellcasts oh. are good. Spellcasts are great. All right. Yeah. Or is she the one of the East? He's the one of the West. The West with the monkeys? Yeah. The West he's, with he's got an army. 
Yes, the Wicked Witch would be one. Would those be mutants as well? So you kind of always already have that kind of thing happening. At least I, you have your mutants. I get her. Ah, yeah. Working with half-men. <laughs> lackeys. <laughs> now, who else would I put on this team? Indeed. Uh, let's see. Mod shot. <laughs> okay, there's your brick. <laughs> he would be on there. Spellcaster and brick. We're going good so far. A rough one. Alright, uh, uh, another another key villain in the player. Uh, one or both of the Weinstein brothers. Alright. Mm. Propaganda. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Communications and, uh, directors. Communication. And uh, Jared from Subway. <laughs> Why, why Jared from Subway? <laughs> why Jared <No>. from Subway? <laughs> Come on. You see him coming? It's over. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> you know, a, a follow-up question for a Cthulhu collector. Uh, since you live on Third Earth... Yeah, since I do... Where is Second Earth? Second Earth is near First Moon. First Moon? First Moon. That's Is this Earth's moon? It's close to two. Oh, okay. But not by f- zero. Ooh, zero. Yes. Zero is even closer to third. Uh, really? Yes. Is there a fourth? Who's on second? <laughs> I don't know. Third, third base! base. <laughs> so moon is close to two. Don't okay. analyze what I just said. <laughs> Uh, another one from Sodpen. Is uh, besides a Tootsie Pop, what else takes three licks? My nuts. <laughs> Which nuts? Mine. <laughs> so that's why you brought the peanut butter sandwiches to, to under the, the the blood moon with Marmot. You catch on quick. You <laughs> <laughs> may be you're not such a tardis after all. <laughs> Tell me, Jeff, do you enjoy peanut butter? (laughs) (laughs) Not like Torgo does. Mm. I do like peanut butter. Very well. (laughs) I might be, though, because I keep... I might be a TARDIS, because I keep opening the damn door for him every... every... Smooth or crunchy? (laughs) Crunchy. What is your preference? Of course you're a crunchy man. (laughs) (laughs) Who ever heard of a crunchy door? Come down to my pants and show you. <laughs> I'll teach you about a crunchy door. Uh, another from Sodpen. Ever accidentally get one of your bandages wrapped, uh, wraps tangled in your hand with the TP after a good poop and wipe your ass with it? No, thankfully. I'm usually blessed with mythic no wipers. <laughs> I stay fairly dry as a, as a person. Uh, what comes out is pretty much sand most of the time. That sounds uncomfortable. Even well, it's fine. No. Most feeling is deadened down there. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Especially after my wife gets done with me. <laughs> have you ever accidentally flushed your wrappings down there and had to have one of those spinning moments? I've gotten them wet. Oh, okay. They get wet sometimes. <laughs> I mean, I'm human, I think. <laughs> but, uh, no, 
Well, the worst thing that ever happened with my raps was when I took a trip to New York City and I closed the cab door too abruptly. And as he sped away, I realized the danger of my situation too late. And like a children's top, I was left spinning on 4th and 32nd. Whiz, whiz, whiz. That sounds like a Scooby-Doo episode. They must have seen me. Okay. They were inspired by me. Uh, last question. <laughs> From Sean Darty. Are you, Mr. Raw, a responsible pet owner and take Mahmut out for frequent walks and bathroom breaks? Or is it the magnificent beast left to fend for himself in that dusty, dank basement? He takes care of himself most days. Ah. The pit of ultimate evil is also a receptacle for his leavings. Just kind of absorbs it? He pees right in it. Ah. And yeah, I mean, no one's gonna. It's not. Nothing's coming back from that. <laughs> it's already evil, right? Right. But as I said, I do occasionally take him out for special occasions. He gets walkies at least once a week. Aww. Do you like have a special place you take him? I tried to take him where the Thundercats built ah. their lair. That used to be our favorite destination. <laughs> it's a lovely mountain with a waterfall. But now those wretched Thundercats dwell there in their cat's lair with their stupid snarf. My mama hates snarfs. He goes crazy when he sees it. So do you ever, like, sneak out there, still take walkies and, like, leave little bombs for him to find later on? Once in a while, very late at night, I go walking slowly. I'll dress up like some hobo or or a tree or something. You know... Play it off smooth. <laughs> but I don't like it. I don't like having to sneak around Third Earth. I remember when I ruled Third Earth. Ah, yes. With an iron fist. And no Thundercats to ruin my day. Your time will come back. You're working on it. Indeed it will. You just gotta get rid of Monkey in and then you'll be fine. Fucking Monkey and he's, <laughs> he's not the worst. It's Vulture Man. Goddamn Vulture Man. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, South- Monkey no prize. But Vulture Man's the real asshole. <laughs> oh. The south of Third Earth will rise, rise again. <laughs> south of Third Earth. <laughs> the pyramid shall rise again. Uh-huh. But not for Vulture Man. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> Mamra, thank you for joining us once again. And there'll be more questions soon. Uh, they, they've asked a lot. I await your queries. But we'll let you get back to your wife and Mar- Marmot. The accident! <laughs> Just in time, darling. At least you, it's, Perfect. It's nice to know you don't go hungry down there. I'm not sure what all you eat. Never. Not with Bobcat cooking. <laughs> He's a whiz in the kitchen. Do the scraps also go into the pit of ultimate evil? Sometimes. Oh. Sometimes I find them draped all over Bobcat. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And he says, come have a midnight snack, my mummy wummy. <laughs> Have some yummy, mummy wummy. And I do. I have yummies. Oh. 
I love to have yummies on Bobcat. Okay. Would you take him downstairs? Nipple nummies. Maybe you can sample some of the yummies while you're down there. Oh no! As soon as he gets through that door, it's closed. Come on, Jeff. Come on. We've got some crunchy peanut butter in the back. Come on, Jeff. Wait, Come on. Why is it in the back? Why is Marmut? What do you mean, why is it in the back? Why is what Marmut rubbing against my leg? Stop! Come on! Come on! Get! Come on! Get, you want some of this? I can't close the door. The dog is in the door. Oh! Don't squeeze Marmut's head. <laughs> you didn't hear Marmut, you dummy. <laughs> it's always nice when he visits, though. What happened while I was gone? Don't mm-hmm. tell me Mumra came around. Uh huh. Oh boy. Are you? Oh, you can't smell it. I can't hear you. I'm on. Oh, there we go. That we got it. Okay. You're on what? All right. Yeah, you miss Mummer again. Always happens. It's but almost it, like they can't be in the okay. same he'll be, room. He'll be back, and eventually you'll you'll catch him. It's a it's, fucking bummer. It's all the shrimp. You ate. Oh, too much shrimp, guys. It's a shame, because I don't think there's a bigger Mumra fan in the uh, room. There really isn't. It's the same shame. He misses him every time. He, he's got the figures, everything. Yeah. That shrimp must have really got to you. That's like the third time tonight you've been in there. Oof. Some heavy shrimp, yo. What's your shrimp? Write to us. Comments at UglyCowShow.com. And even though we have a lot of questions, we can always use more. So if you have questions for Mamra, by all means, comments at UglyCowShow.com. It's the habanero coconut, isn't it? Mm. That's what's getting you in it. Yeah. It was good stuff. And until next week, I am Master Torgo. I'm the famous Paul. 80s Jeff. Fact Jack Dandy. And we'll talk to you next week in Geek. Hey, Vegas Valley Comic Festival, uh, oh. November 7th, um, 10 to 4. Uh, Matt Wagner, uh, Molly Lewis, uh, the Double Clicks, a bunch of other really cool things. Uh, and uh, one of your favorite podcasts? And, and Rachel and Miles, who's I'll be Rachel and Miles, who I'll be doing the um, moderating for, which will just mean I'm going to say, "Here's Rachel and Miles," and I'll shut down the crazy conspiracy UFO nuts when they try and talk about <laughs> questions. That's really all I have to do. That's it. For that, yeah, there's, there's really like conspiracy nuts that ask. Well, I, I said I, I, they had me moderate a panel at the library one time. And I had no idea why, because I knew the people could talk fine, and it turned out that's why I was there. Because there was a, it was guys from the uh, test site, and some nut, uh, nut was in the audience who wanted to talk UFOs. I'm like, of course there are. And my job was to say, oh, that's that's an interesting that's an interesting topic, sir. But uh, really, not a good one for this. We should probably save this when George Knapp is out here sometime. And, uh, probably, uh, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so Vegas Valley Comic Book Festival. Yes, at the Clark County Library on uh, Flamingo near Maryland. And uh, yeah, it's a great free comic that, convention. This, uh, this Saturday is it? This Saturday, all right, November seventh. I hope to be there. I and probably then, will be. And then actually in the evening at uh, the bar next door, there's going to be a uh, uh, Geekapalooza, which is a whole bunch of nerd bands playing, including uh, uh, the Double Hooks will play again, I think. And uh, I love the Double Clicks. And, and 3D6 and a bunch of other nerd bands. Oh, oh and Tippy Elvis. What's the name of that bar? Uh, it's I think it's the Dive Bar. Oh, the, it's one the Dive right, Bar. It's right, right by Ralph's, Ralph's Comic yeah. Shop. Yeah. So that night. Yeah. But Tippy Elvis is going to play, which they only play about once or twice, once a year. No, fantastic. Uh, it's a band made of local, semi-famous, you know, lo- local Vegas luminaries. Uh, David Figler uh, and uh, Ginger Bruner, who plays tuba for the Killian, for Killian's Angels. Okay. So, so right near, right near uh, alternate reality comics. Right near alternate reality on comics. Maryland and Flamingo. You can do a three for you. Can to, you can go to the comic convention, you can go to Ralph's, and you can go uh, well, alternate reality, and you can go to the double books and everything else at the dive bar. That sounds like a hell of a Saturday. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I love it all. And then wait, there's something else Saturday going on Saturday too, isn't there? Um, Paul, you have a thing. Uh, child's play. Ah, uh, yeah. Is happening all weekend. 
and uh, some of my buddies from the uh, Happy Hour Improv Troupe, a local group out here in Vegas, are uh, raising money, and we'll be showing up on their stream at 3 a.m. Vegas time. Yeah, so uh, yeah, it's going to be a late night uh, spot on Saturday night, uh, going into Sunday morning. Uh, they're going to go for 25 hours straight to try Whoa. and raise some money. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to be playing some uh, Sega bass fishing. Bass fishing. So nice. come watch that hot bass action. <laughs> <laughs> I love that fucking game. It's, a, you know, it's all about the bass. It's, it's 3 a.m. I must be gaming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no no minnows. Yes, no. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> some bobbers. <laughs> yeah. Thank you.